Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I'm asking myself a pretty simple question. What am I an expert in? Turns out I'm a really big expert in a lot of the things I don't want and I am determined to shift that, to become an expert in the things that I do. So what are you an expert in? Hello, Light Path family. Thank you so much for joining me again here in what is becoming a very sacred space to connect with you in this way through this podcast, a space to just wonder out loud, to share out loud and definitely involve you, I guess, in my personal learning journeys in some way, I hope, is my very heart-centered and deeply held intention that somehow, you know, it helps you and it lightens your path a little bit. So today's episode actually has come out of a coaching session I was having with one of my amazing clients. As much as I love reading for people and I absolutely adore energetic healing. Um, I just could do that all day long and just be happy as Larry. Um, what is really actually surpassing a little bit, we don't play favorites, but uh, is coaching. I love coaching. I love being coached. And in coaching, we can just have these really interesting, robust conversations where, yes, my job there is to hold your space and to hold mirrors up to you and provocate your thinking. But, you know, you guys do that for me just as much in those sessions. And so this whole episode has actually come out of a conversation I was having in a coaching session. And um, the client actually brought it up and I just could not stop thinking about this question and the question is well the title of this podcast what are you an expert in now I'm not talking about what you do for work or what you have studied academically for years maybe or just through life experience I'm talking about those aspects of your life that you have become an expert in because life has presented you with moments or opportunities where you can actually dive into this subject matter. So let me contextualize it for you. I wonder if you're something like me, where you become an expert in all the things that you don't actually want. So, for example... I spent 20 years becoming an expert in not education, not little children, although I was, I actually became an expert in how to survive really toxic working environments. (laughs) How I did that was through experience. 
How I did that was through reflection. How I did that was through endless talking with people that I trusted about it, whinging, talking. We could probably swap those two words out. And I became an expert in doing a job that I wasn't in my soul any longer really aligned with. As a result of that, and as a result of my romantic relationship life, I've also become an absolute expert in my masculine energy. I've become an expert into how to push things forward, how to go after things, how to be resilient, independent, how to make decisions based on rationality and instinct rather than what I do really desire, which is being an expert in my feminine nature. I've become an expert in unavailable men and this was really really triggered in me recently well not that recently it was a few years ago if I'm honest where I had met someone and I guess I sort of liked them um liked them enough to for them to you know occupy my thoughts and it was in this exchange and getting to know this person over you know a period of about a year That I, as a result of knowing this person, I actually became an expert in attachment styles. So I must have read something somewhere, whether it was on Instagram or something like that. And it, it triggered my interest or it spiked my curiosity because it really resonated with how this man was presenting in my life, maybe in his, I wasn't sure. We love a little overanalyzing. So, you know, I was trying to look at it from all corners and I became this like expert in um, attachment styles because I had identified that he was potentially, in my opinion, my narrow opinion, um, an a avoidant attachment style. So if you know anything about attachment styles, you'll know what I'm talking about. But, you know, there's, you know, anxious attachment, which I am. And then there's like the middle of the road one, which I can't even remember the name of because I'm not an expert in it. And then there's the avoidant attachment style, which this guy was, right? And so instead of taking this, I guess, knowledge and going, oh, that's so interesting, I think he's behaving with avoidant attachment tendencies. Wow, how do I behave? Oh, I'm anxiously attached. Wow, what are the things that I could heal in that? And I did this to an extent. And then there's the middle of the road one, which again, I don't even know the name of. Those of you that know, it will be sitting there kind of like shaking your head at me, rolling your eyes. But it it kind of emphasizes my point that I'm trying to make in that... I'm thinking to myself, you know, not like, oh, what is that attachment? Oh, secure attachment. Got it. (laughs) Secure attachment. What is secure attachment like? How do I become that? How do I become attracted to that? How do I identify that? Like instead, I no, I don't become an expert in that, an expert in actually what I want. I become an expert in what I don't want. And it's so funny. I think we have these experiences in life 
where we're going through and we get to learn something new. So here's an opportunity for me to learn something new. Oh, attachment styles. Oh, I think he's this. Oh my goodness, I think that's me. And then there's that fine line between how can I use this information to get to where I want as opposed to how can I become an expert in what I don't want to justify my feelings or to wallow in the hope or worst case scenario and like very shyly raising my hand here almost to become an expert in it to outsmart it like how can I become an expert in what I don't want to almost outsmart it to get what I do want and when you say that loud like I'm literally sitting here giggling at myself thinking this is so ridiculous because it's not getting me closer to what I want And when this client, you know, provocated this, like, what are we actually an expert in? Because she was provocated with this in her life. I was like, it's so true. We become often experts in the things that we don't want. We might become experts in narcissistic friendship or relationship behavior. We might become experts in a parenting style that we were parented with because we want to avoid it. Instead, we just become a complete expert in what that parenting style was. We might become experts in our chosen field of work, even though our soul is absolutely yearning for something else. We might become experts in how to secure our finances and make long-term financial decisions where what we really want is a balance or to not spend our money or to save our money to avoid um, economic ruin, but rather to trust ourselves that we'll always have it and earn more and then so we can enjoy it. So I'm kind of going to provocate you. What are you an expert in? So when I asked myself that question, I kind of listed the things that I've just discussed with you. One I haven't discussed and I'm because I used one of them as a case study on myself and um, I'll share that with you in a minute. So when I said, well, what am I an expert in, in terms of what I don't want? So I'm an expert in, you know, kind of avoidant or maybe unavailable um, masculine energy that isn't available to give me what I want in a relationship. And I'm definitely an expert in what I don't want in a relationship. So I'm even going to take that back, actually. Yes, I'm probably an expert in behavioral patterns and personality types and energy types of men that I don't want, but I'm definitely an expert in in terms of relationships in what I don't want. I'm an expert in calories. I'm going to get back to that in a minute. Um, I'm an expert in working really hard and becoming even more expert in a job that isn't aligned with me. And I'm an expert in embodying my masculinity. And I thought to myself, wow. All the energy that I expend into being an expert into these things, what if, like, call me crazy, but what if I actually became an expert in the things that I wanted rather than an expert in the things I didn't want? Because I think I'm an expert in the things that I don't want or don't work for me. And I know a lot, a little, a lot sometimes about the things I do want 
but I'm not an expert in the things that I want to have or to be. I'm an expert in things I don't want. So what if I had expended all this energy and we know that energy is just a currency, although energy is and the resources for it are endless, I am not endless. I'm infinite potential, but I live in this 3D world where I have to do certain things and have certain responsibilities and time, whole whole other podcast in terms of that construct, but time is limited in inverted commas in that I want to use the energy that I have and keep building upon the energy resources that I have, spending them on the things that I want and the person who I desire to experience myself as, not the person who I'm trying to be, because I believe that if we know who we want to be, then we're already, we already are that person, but really expending my energy on really becoming an expert into embodying who I truly am, how that would dramatically change my life so instead of being an expert in the relationships I don't want the calories I don't want to eat the jobs I'm not aligned with or embodying my masculinity I became an expert in really healthy constructs of relationships I became an expert in men who were absolutely available to compliment me in my desire for the relationship that I want. I became an expert in nourishing my body. I became an expert in the passions that I have outside of work that could potentially lead to me working in a different way. And I could become an expert in feeling safe in and really expansive in my femininity. And these are things, all of them, that I have been working on, especially the femininity one. I've been working on this dedicated for a couple of years now. So I'm going to be coming back to you with a lot around that to help you do that because I definitely hear that a lot from women that we're not connected to our femininity and there's so many reasons for that but what I want to focus on I thought I'm just going to pick one and I'm going to do a little case study on myself so now I'm not so much an expert in this but I know a lot of people are which is why I've picked it so it was recently um, and the reason I picked it is because I had a recent experience I was recently with the girlfriend of mine a beautiful friend of mine and we were overseas and And we were in the States and in the States, um, if you guys have traveled there, you'll know what I'm talking about, but on everything you buy and even in the stores, the calories of what you're consuming is really clearly labeled. Fine in Australia, the kilojoules are labeled. I don't really understand kilojoules, but it's like not obvious and it can be a bit small over there on most things, it's like bold and big, like it's calories, 240 or whatever it is on what you're eating. And my friend happened to comment to me and she's like, you know, this is really triggering for me. Like I'm finding it really triggering because even though I'm not that big on calories and what I'm consuming, I'm definitely, definitely 
aware of it. And it's recently where I was, um, I did a fitness challenge like a few years ago now, 2018. And so through that, I became quite aware of, of that kind of stuff. It's not something that rules my life, if I'm really honest with you, but I know it rules a lot of people's life. And, but to be honest, I'm still aware of it. I'm aware of how many calories are in things that I consume. And I think if I'm really honest with myself, before I kind of did this experiment, I was probably, I was definitely actually tailoring my diet to what I knew or the the, the boundaries with which what I knew I should be eating in terms of calories, which by the way, are way less than what my body needs. Um, fitness industry has a lot to answer to. <laughs> that 1,200 calories, oh my goodness. So, and being in the States and seeing calories on everything, I remember saying to um, the same friend, I'm like, oh, I had this this thing from Starbucks. And she went, oh my gosh, do you know that there's like almost 600 calories in that? And I was like, what? What? That's like half a day's eating. Oh my gosh. And instead of remembering this like delicious thing that I had and eating it and just enjoying that moment, it became this thing then for the next however many days I was there walking into Starbucks, seeing that thing going, I can't believe I ate that. I can't believe I ate that. I can't believe I ate that. And I was like, wow, like I'm such an expert in the things that I don't want, i.e. to eat food and that have a negative aesthetic effect on my body what i am 100 million percent not an expert in is how to nourish my body in a really healthy way i'm not an expert in how many nutrients are in the things that i eat i'm not an expert in the vitamins and minerals these foods are giving me i'm absolutely not i know general things bananas don't they give us energy don't they have vitamin a in them potassium or something um i know strawberries and berries are high in vitamin c so i eat them for that and high in antioxidants whatever they are i eat them for that you know i know what good protein sources are so i eat that but i'm not really at all in tune with my body and the nourishment that the food i'm choosing is giving me i'm not in tune with my body to listen to it to say what is it feel like what does it want what does it need rather than just what on the rabbit wheel it's just craving because it feels that it's like not getting the hit so I kind of set myself a little goal not big I just wanted to observe I wanted to become an expert not in the amount of calories I was consuming I kind of don't even want to think about that anymore What I do want to think about is becoming an expert in nourishment. So I started doing these tiny little things, which, by the way, have nothing to do with science (laughs) and which, by the way, have nothing to do with seeking out expert guidance. The next stage for me is doing just that. So I am going to and I'm going to speak to them on the podcast about intuitive eating and nourishing your body. People that have been through this, who talk about this. Ironically, I follow people that talk about this, yet, you know, I'm still so programmed into the thing that I don't want. I eat this, I'm going to get fat. And that's just the reality. And I don't want to be like that anymore. I want to enjoy my life. I want to 
eat the pumpkin scone from Starbucks, really enjoy it and be done with it. I want to eat beautiful fruit and vegetables and feel that difference that it makes in the vitality and the vibrancy of my body. I want to enjoy my food without thinking about how my body will look as a result of eating it. So this is kind of the beginning, like tiny baby steps of my crusade out of that. And I'm giving this example because I'm sure I'm not alone with this particular example, but align this to whatever example that you came out with, that what are you an expert in that you don't want to be an expert in? You actually want to be an expert in the opposite. So these are the tiny non-scientific things that I did. I first started off by blessing my food. So it sounds really hippy dippy, um, but I was raised in a Catholic family and we used to say grace before every meal. Um, beautiful traditions and, and rituals that obviously my parents were trying to teach me. And so I kind of brought a little that little bit of that back. I am a Reiki master, so I choose to Reiki my food and express gratitude, like deep gratitude for anything I was about to eat. Um, and when I did that, I also tried to infuse my food with the intention of nourishment and energy. And just doing that really shifted things for me. Like I said, it sounds really hippy-dippy, but if this is a thing for you, give it a go. Like You'll be surprised at the results. It's almost as if I had permission then to enjoy the food more because I trusted that it was doing the right thing for me and I trusted that my gratitude was felt you know, in turn by all the people and the resources that took to get that food to my plate, even if it was a lolly. Like I didn't just save this for the lettuce. I did it for the lollies too. I also, the other thing I did was I slowed down my eating. We know that nothing is nourished in a rush, you know, so nourishment isn't a word that conjures up speed and immediate results and all of that kind of stuff nourishment is something that is soft it's gentle it's feminine energy so we're kind of tapping into the other thing i was talking about before in terms of being an expert in my feminine energy but i just decided to slow down when i was eating um, and to really enjoy my food this helped me notice kind of like when i was satisfied and i didn't want any more um, we often hear that we're often full before we finish the meal, but we're taught to finish everything on our plate and stuff like that. And that really allowed me to help begin to tune into the intrinsic wisdom that my body does have. Um, and what I found that I was giving my body less. So all those calories I thought I was saving by knowing how many I was consuming, I almost thought to myself, oh, I don't know how many calories I'm consuming, but clearly it's the amount that I need right now. Um, and what I also realized through this process is that I don't love square meals. So I don't love having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I kind of love breakfast and dinner, and then through the day, I love to graze. I never knew this about myself. I often don't give myself enough time to have lunch, and so usually I've been grazing for that reason, but I realize, oh, actually, my body at the moment really likes to eat that way. 
So in this really short space of time with these really simple, simple little adjustments, I'm starting to become an expert in the thing that I want, which is nourishment and enjoyment from one of life's great pleasures, food, and not having to look at food through the lens of what I don't want, which is excess calories equals more weight on my body. So here's just a tiny example of how I've been playing with this concept of what am I an expert in? So I invite you to ask yourself the same question and just out of curiosity, see, do you spend all your time and mental and that energy resource investing in knowledge and practices and wisdom about the things that you don't want? And if you do, what would it be like if you spent all that energy or that currency on what it is that you do want? How could that really, really dramatically change things for you? If you are brave enough, (laughs) and I get that most of you won't be because I'm really like nervous about putting this out there. Um, If you're brave enough, like share it, go over to our Facebook group, the Light Path Community and share like, yep, I'm an expert in this and I'm going to try not to be. I'm going to try and pour that energy into being an expert of the opposite and see how you go. I would love your feedback. I would love to cheer you on in what it is that you're trying to shift or the focus or the energy expenditure that you're trying to fix. And let's help each other, support each other, encourage each other in becoming an expert in the people, the ways, the habits, the perceptions, the thoughts and the lives that we really desire to be living. Thank you so much again for joining me today. As always, share. Would love for you to share these episodes. If you do share them on Instagram, tag me. Would love to see that. Um, Five-star rating or a subscribe (laughs) wouldn't go astray. It helps us keep this thing going. So, But uh, most importantly, thank you so much for joining me. Hoped it's kind of tweaked something in you. And for now just sending you so much grace, so much love and so much light. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.